This is Quit Returning For the second episode With the uh, the old name Quit's all about change The challenges of improving your career Making tough decisions Figuring out The trouble in your life And hopefully starting something awesome You can call in live to the show At 512-518-5714 I, I promised last week I would start taking calls right at, the, right at the earlier part of the show You won't have to hold for an hour I promise 512-518-5714 Is the number to dial Of course we record the show 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Fridays normally, but uh, I'm being forced to go on a vacation for a couple days. I have no choice in it. And uh, because of that, I have to record today on Thursday. It feels a little weird. Hattie Cook, does it feel a little weird to record this show on a Thursday? Thursday? It's feeling like a Friday because you're going to be gone and it's God knows you won't get a single thing done tomorrow. I doubt you'll even be out of bed before 11, maybe noon. No. Whenever no? you're gone, I come in in my regular time. Really? Yeah. Or so, and that's, that's the right thing to say, Yeah, I would think. Well, whether you come in or not, I, uh, I appreciate you being here today. And I appreciate all of you uh, being here today and listening today. It's the second episode. It's a return episode. People have been very excited about the show coming back. It makes me very, very happy. It makes it, it's very rewarding to know that, uh, that, that I'm, I'm creating something that you guys actually care uh, a bit about. That's really, really, really awesome. I care a lot about it. It takes a lot to do this show. And it's funny. Do you know who listened to the last episode of this show? Who? Merlin listened to it. Oh, we did. From Back to Work. You may know Merlin from Back to Work. And uh, he said, oh, you're so angry on that show. You're so angry. Oh, I remember I don't feel, that. I mean, I get angry on the show, but I, passion is what it is. But I'm think passionate about the difference about the between show. how you are on Back to Work and how you are on this show. You're, you're well, definitely I am, not as angry on that show. Well, I am a facilitator on that show. Do you right. see, I, I, I am uh, not an enabler. I'm a facilitator on that show. <laughs> I facilitate conversation between two people, including me. On that show. And that's, you know, I often joke is that to Merlin, I said, well, it's your show, you know. But, I mean, it. he's the draw for that show, I believe. Our dynamic, perhaps, but this people tune nice. in to, yeah, what, you're able to yeah, sit down? I'm like and, sitting back. You like, like this chair, yeah. huh? Why don't you sit over there? We can adjust your camera. No, you can be I sitting. like standing. It's just, it's in fact, nice. It's like why, a little reward. Just as an idea, why don't you go sit in your car and drive home? <laughs> if you like sitting so much. And remember, I have two links that we talked about that I can share later on in the show. Yeah, we'll get to that. But uh, last week, I promised that I would get to calls earlier in the show, and I will do that. We already have three calls on the line. I'll yes. say the number again, 512-518-5714. And one of the things I've been thinking a lot about, and something that I think is an ongoing challenge for people, in their careers, in their life, is the idea or the concept that uh, of the, I don't want to use the word reputation as much as sort of their situation. And, you know, we all have a sort of a situation online, right? Like we all have our, di- like what is your, people have online personas, I've found. People have a certain certain kind of, online persona 
that they they kind of go with and they create. Maybe it's like I'm really funny on Twitter. Like that could be a that could be a a, a persona that they have. Or uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a you know cute girl and I post pictures to Instagram and I'm really sweet. And in real life, you're nothing like that. You know, or a guy who's like really a jerk on Twitter and makes everybody feel bad. But then in real life, you meet them and they're a quiet, subdued, calm, sweet person. And we've talked a lot, I think, on this show and other shows about how, uh, how easy it is to be mean to somebody online. And I've told the story multiple times how I used to get these emails from my boss when I was, I was working at home. And I, I would get these long emails from my boss that would cause me to have like heart palpitations and stress because he would like tear apart this stuff that we had worked so hard to build. And he wouldn't just tear it apart. Like this is crap. This is bad. He would like, take, he, he would, he would write a 20 paragraph email going over how each and every aspect of it was, was wrong and how it was wrong and how badly it was implemented. And you'd meet him in person and he was like a, 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 a papa bear. Papa Smurf. He was like Papa Smurf. Yeah. And you would meet him in person and he was, he was just a sweet guy. Like he, he would have like people who worked there could like stay at his house and like, right. you know, like he had these big uh, bonfire, not bonfires, but like, you know, he had like a fire pit a out fire back pit, and yes. he people like, that have fire pits I feel like are nice. He made tri-tip. <gasps> you know what I mean? I already like, love him. But then you get these emails from him. At at nine thirty, ten o'clock at night, and you're like, God, let me just check my email oh, real it's quick. An email from him. Now I'm up till two a.m. trying to like fix this crap and everything. respond to him. And so I think that, you know, that he had kind of established this reputation as this kind of a person. But there was it was very tough for me to give him any kind of feedback because he's my boss. Like, how do you give your boss feedback? Right. Are you even in a position to give your boss feedback? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would hope I would hope that, you know, you've worked with me long enough. I'll that give you feedback. You, you, can, you can give me feedback and you're not worried about anything. But in most situations, there's it's a much more. Especially in large companies where it like you only see your boss if you're A, in trouble or B, getting a raise. Right. <laughs> or when you do interact with your boss, that it's this very sort of formal not you're not in a, a comfortable situation you know it's 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 like it's tough to interact with your boss a lot of the time there's that great episode of the office the american office where i feel like it's safe to just say the office, the office are you yeah. sure yeah. because yes, we I have listeners so. all around and That's they'll get true. upset just like just like listen to me a martini is made with gin that is the only thing you can use to make a martini. There is another drink called a vodka martini, and which is okay. not, it is not a martini. Right. It is a vodka martini. Is it, it is it's a com- in the gla- same glass? It, it's in a martini glass. It has vermouth. It has an olive or a twist. It's made it, mostly the same way that you would make a gin martini. It is not a martini. It is a vodka martini. And if you walked into a respectable uh, bar and said, I would like a martini, up with a twist, you would not get something that had vodka in it. You would get something that had gin in it. 
Also, you could also order a vodka martini or specify the type of vodka right. when ordering the martini. But to just say, oh, that's it's a martini and it has vodka in it, that is not a, a martini. Grey goose martini. Perfectly there valid answer. Right. So this so so I feel like I have to do the same thing, say the American office, because all the people in the UK are gonna get all pissy about it. That's true. As it is, they hate they hate this show anyway. Mm. Because we're too open minded. It's true. They want, you know, stiff up or live, you know. So if I don't if I don't at least acknowledge that the British office existed, I'll lose them as listeners. And right now I can't afford to lose the UK. I can't afford to lose that continent. I just can't. They're too they're too valuable right now. I know. The way the US dollar, I can't lose them. So on the American office. There's that episode where um, uh, Steve Carell, or or Michael as he's known in the show, kind of he like he realizes that like the people who work for him don't really want to hang out with him because he's the boss, Mm -hmm. you know, like he's the boss. And if you've never been the boss, the first time that you become the boss, you realize that like that's true. Especially if you're, and I'm not saying like, if you like have your own business and there's like one or two people working with you or even three or four, it's a very different thing. And it's different in a, in a regular situation. But if you're like working in a corporate stooge environment and you have people that are working for you, reporting to you, they don't want to hang out with you. Like they just don't want to hang out with you. You might be cool. And of course, Michael goes to extremes to prove how cool he is. Yeah. And they still don't want to hang out with him. But like he's the boss. And like at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, he kind of like accepts it. And he's like, all right, you know, I guess, I guess this he can is run just, with that. yeah, he's going to have to run with it. But I'm, you know, like you find that you are squeezed into these roles, right? And, and a lot of the time you're in that role and you can't really do anything about it. And it kind of becomes a, a, a permanent thing. And, there's so little that you can do to to respond to that. And you know what? It's the same way online. It's the same way online. There is, you know, there, the, people, oh, oh, so like iTunes reviews. This is what I wanted to, this is what yes. I was leading up to. So I read all the iTunes reviews. You could stomp your, uh, Forgot, Your I don't mute have box one there. there. So oh, you don't have one over it. there. We got to no, put one over there for you. How do you want to? How do you want to readjust her boom? Sorry. And it was it's. She's got the creaky boom over here. Because I gave you the good one. Yeah, I have the good nice. one. And so I was reading these reviews on iTunes. And you know what? It's it, it, this show either gets five stars or one star polarizing i'm not going to spend like the whole show going over reviews and and criticizing people that's not the the point of this but i want to so badly respond to these reviews i want to give my feedback to the people who are who are these reviews i want to talk to them and find out if you love the show great how can it be better if you didn't like the show what was it that i was doing that was so wrong the same way that you want to have that communication that open communication with your boss or your employer the person who's you know Because they're really deciding these things for your career in a lot of ways. And you feel like, well, yeah, but it's my boss. Like, I can't go to my boss and just tell him I'm unhappy. We get that call a lot here. Like, what if you just told your boss that you wanted to change your job? 
the fear is your boss is going to stand up and say, all right, well, thanks for coming in. Uh, you want to change it? Why don't you just quit? Yeah, why don't you just quit? And by the way, in fact, you're fired. And uh, let me go help you gather your crap. We're going to have you escorted out. Like that's the fear that the, that all of our listeners have when when I think they're calling in or writing into me and saying, I uh, I really want I, I don't want to quit, but I feel like my boss just wouldn't understand. Well, how do you know unless you ask? Well, I don't really feel like I can ask. And you know what's funny is that these iTunes reviews are what made me think about all of this because I want very I I am my own boss for the most part. I mean, we work for the sponsors, we work for the listeners, we work right. for the 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 industry, but like. I'm making decisions about my day. And if somebody doesn't like something that I'm working really, really hard on, especially this show, because I work harder on this show than, than anyone knows. I work harder on this show than, than any show I've ever worked on. If someone doesn't like it, well, it sucks. Stupid. Do people leave reviews that are just one? Do you want to, do you want to hear? No, a few more. Do you want to hear some reviews? Sure. Okay, I'll read. You want to hear good ones? I'll give you a couple of good ones. Couple good ones, couple bad. I'll give you a couple of good ones. I'm just looking right here. Hold on. Okay. This is this is uh this here. Someone says inspiration, therapy, and public service. I won't read the person's name. Uh, that's what this show is for me. It's now back after a hiatus, and I missed it so much. Definitely subscribe. They say the show is back with a vengeance. Yeah. Passionate about helping people and it shows and the advice, great advice. It changed my life for the better. Listen and take notes or call in and learn the true meaning of grit. You know, the, this show played a real role in helping me figure out how to change careers when I felt stuck. Dan and Hattie have helped me consistently over the life of the show. Funny and plain spoken with a wealth of advice. Okay, so those are some good ones. Now here's one. Him complaining about life. The amount of pessimism in these podcasts is incredible. I feel like a lot of time is wasted with chit-chat and I just don't get the most for my hour. Would not recommend at all. Here's another one. Hitting unsubscribe felt so liberating. After two podcasts of Dan talking only about himself and how hard of a worker he is, I couldn't take it anymore. Maybe I should give it more of a shot, but I gleaned nothing from either episode, had high hopes and walked away totally confused as to why people listen. I wonder which two episodes out of the I don't know. But that's but see, that but see of all of these reviews, let me just say there's there's 185 star reviews. And there's 10 one star reviews, 8 2 star, 4 3 star, 19 4 star. Overwhelmingly people who bothered to write a review do like the show. Right. But it's those two or eight or 10 that bother you. That are that are bad that I'm like what what didn't they like? I know, and, and I know I can't. Really to, Hattie, I know I can't please any everybody. I know, I know. I'm not trying to please everybody, but this this person took their time to to go to their computer, go to iTunes, sign into iTunes, and leave a review on this show. That's how much they disliked. That's how it. much they disliked it. That they disliked it so much that they took all of their time to to go and do that. I feel like there's a certain type of person that leaves reviews. Um, I just I, I try and think about something that I would hate enough to even leave a review. But see, I feel or like feel these people. About I'm gonna I'm to gonna I'm review. gonna get this call nine seven zero. I'm getting you one second. I feel like these people are are they're doing it the same way. That, like I know I'm weird like this, but there have been times where I would I would kill 
like a really large roach or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And I would leave its corpse out so that other roaches would see it. And be like, this is what happens. The same way that like in Game of Thrones with the, they leave the spikes he- head on a spike. Ham. So that other people are like, this is, see what ha- this is what happens <laughs> when you find a stranger in the Alps. And that is what I want to do when I leave that out. I feel like that's what people are doing. This is the head on the spike. This is the roach corpse for other people <laughs> to avoid the show. Anyway, let me uh, let me take some of these calls because I promised last time uh, that I would take them. And we've got uh, six callers already in the show. That's, awesome. That's all I want. That's all I want. I want to change your lives. Every single one of these calls. And, and you know what we're going to do? We're working on some uh, some mugs. And I took a little poll. And uh, Hattie, I'm going to... Uh, Oh, I, yeah. I'm gonna. I, would you be able to put the the poll in the show notes? Yes. I don't think we're gonna have much else in the show notes today. But if you go to five by five TV slash quit slash what episode is this? Uh, sixty-eight, I believe. Slash sixty-eight, sixty-seven, sixty-seven. Go there, and you will you will be able to see the link to uh, to this particular poll. And and in the poll, I'm basically asking you guys, we're going to make some mugs and we're going to have a couple special mugs that we only give away to callers. So people who call in the show. Do you want me to set it to preview so that they can see it? No. Oh. They don't need to vote during the show. They can oh. come later. But you'll be able to vote. Uh, and if you call in, like you'll get a mug if you call in. That'll keep the callers coming. Yeah. Don't you think? Yep. I'm going to unmute his track first. Okay, go ahead, caller. Caller. Uh, Skype two. I'm on Skype two. You just undid four. No, I did two. We can write it two. See, two. Hold on, caller. Caller, just wait. That's because they hung up. They hung up right as you. As. Oh, man. Call back, caller. Call right back. That's a bummer. Yeah, I had to unmute their uh, their track. That's what happened. Oh, because we have it muted during TBH. Yeah. Caller. Hey, Dan and Hattie. Hey. Hello. Who's this? Hey, guys. Dan from Colorado. How's Colorado. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Hey. How are you? Let me first off. Good. Let me first off start by saying that I'm a huge fan of 5x5 Five Five and especially... Dan Benjamin Hour. I'm loving the video. Oh, thank yeah. you. Worked very hard on that, and uh, I love I love feedback, good and bad, about that. I know we've got a lot to learn there, so uh, thank you. Good. Yeah, and it's a great bonus that Hattie's here. I know that she's super busy, and it takes a lot for her. To it be does. Here. It's it a does. huge time it's commitment for her. So I'm glad that you you mentioned that. You I appreciate. Should, it, yeah, I appreciate you, know? you being here, Hattie. Thank, thank you yeah. so much. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you guys. Don't have too much time, so let me kind of get to the point. Yeah, what's up I'm, with you? What's going on with of, you? I've got all the time yeah, in the world for you. Of, do you? Yeah. <laughs> well, a little bit of background on me. I'm so I'm 35 years old. Uh, I'm married with no kids. Okay. We have no no debt. We uh, my wife works full time. I'm kind of working full time also. Not a not a corporate stooge job, but still full time and. We have enough savings. We're not really stressed out about savings. So money isn't too big of an issue in our lives right now. Okay. Sounds so like you're, of, sounds, sounds like you, little, 
you've got you're in a good position yeah. to make a change if if that's what I feel is you're about to say. I am and I've actually I've actually already previously made a change. And so here's kind of here's kind of my deal is that you know, I love the idea of starting something on my own and kind of working my butt off to make it successful. And you know, I want to be self-employed. I want to work really hard and I'd rather not do the whole Scrooge job sort of a thing. I'm not kind of into the the corporate structure. And, you know, about two years ago, I started, I started a website. I started a business that was a membership business and it was basically to teach um, basic tech skills um, to those that are intimidated by technology. So if you okay. can imagine like a lynda.com, but for your mom and dad, you know, very, very sort of basic because I've, I found out through my friends and family and a lot of other people that people loved Apple products. They might've loved their iPad or their iPhone, but they were so intimidated to use it. And so I, I love teaching and I love technology. And I thought, you know what, let's try to give it to the masses right way. Right. And so, and so I started it, I worked on the website, made it from scratch, learned Drupal, learned the whole CMS system process because I'm also sort of a web developer. And you know what I found out is that these folks, this, this niche audience that I was trying to get to, instead of being really eager to watch videos to learn how to do things like us tech people are, they more wanted to just have the answer and they wanted to have it fast and they wanted me, me to basically fix it without having them to really want to learn. So they did, they didn't want to learn. Tech. They basically were there for like like your your one-on-one tech support, like an Apple Genius uh, appointment. <laughs> well, exactly. And I actually had a one-on-one service of my site where I would remote into their computer and oh, I would talk God. to them one by one and I would fix stuff for them. And that became much more popular than, of course, the video portion, which took a lot more resources in terms of my time to create but the downside is on the one-on-one stuff that if I'm working with one person for one hour, I can't be doing anything else. Right. It's, it, it's not, it's not this, it's not scalable. No. Is what I'm trying to say. I hear you. And so I did that, you know, so I did that for about four months and I gave it a good go. I was making money, but not enough to really pay the bills. And the time came where my wife went back to school for a little bit. And so I was the only breadwinner in the family. And so I had to find a way to make the money to, of course, pay our bills. So I went back to a full-time job just to kind of cover our bases. And now she's now getting out of school and she's about to get back into the workforce. And so my main question for you guys, and this is something I've been thinking about a lot, is when is it time to give this business idea that you have or this product that you've created, when is it time to give up and move on? Because For me, I know this is sort of like my baby, and so I hold on to it really tightly, and I don't want to let go, but I know that sometimes being an entrepreneur, you have to give up on things and try to do other things that might be more successful or, you know, a different different sort of pace of life. So any input to give me in terms of that? Am Am I wasting my time with this video site or should I do something different because I, you know, I really want to get into something that I can you know, call my own, call the shots, work my butt off and make, you know, something kick ass. What a great, great question. That's exactly what I was going to say. That was awesome. And you and the, the <laughs> I want everybody listening to the show. If you're thinking about calling in, do what he just did. Model caller. Model caller. <laughs> um, you. you know, I think that, uh, 
I think that you're in you're in a very interesting situation for a number of reasons. On the one hand, you're in your 30s. You're 35. You said right. So you're 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 yeah. past you're past the point today in a startup in a small company. Um, you know, a company that like might get angel or VC money or whatever. You you and I'm older than you, by the way, but you are a dinosaur. You are you are an ancient relic. They want people who are twenty three to twenty seven. Twenty seven's getting up there. Like, yeah. you know, if it, it now that's not the kind of business you're going after. But the reason that I mention that is, back in the old days, you would have still been considered very young to be an independent business person, somebody who's running their own business. 35 was was considered the right time to try doing that. You'd put in and you'd put in enough time and earned enough time and then you you could you could go and do your own thing. So mm-hmm. age-wise, intellectually, based on experience and what you've done, few people uh will will have the kind of knowledge that you have combined with the level of energy that in your mid 30s you still absolutely still have. So you're at a really good point because you know what you know, you know what you don't know, and you've got good energy. Combine that with the fact that your wife is going to be going back to work. She's going to have probably a pretty stable income. And the fact yep. that you guys have no debt and you have no kids, it's a really, you are in a position of power to do whatever it is that you want sure. to do. So. But the co- yeah. Yeah, I know I'm getting to I'm getting to your question. The question is, you have a business, you like doing it, but it doesn't seem like it's working. So, at this point you have got a decision to make, and the decision is, do I keep doing this because I've put so much time into it? I've put so much effort into it. I've put so much energy into it. I've built it from nothing. I've made it into a thing, and I like that thing that I've made. And I don't really want to just say, you know what, it's not working. I'm done with it. But at the same time, how do I know when it's time and enough is enough and it's really, it's really not working? I mean, what a tough decision to make. What a, a, a tough thing to say, you know what, despite the fact that I've put all of this effort and time and energy into this thing, it, it's, it's not working. I've got to say goodbye to it. But here's another way to look at that. And I'm not, I'm not saying to do that, but I'm saying here's another way to look at it. You have proven to yourself that you can start a business from nothing. You've proven to yourself that you can create something and you've proven to yourself that you can have uh, something that at least makes some money. It might not be enough money to live on. Uh, you didn't really say if, if it was, but it, it, it didn't turn into the business that you had hoped that it would. You wanted to make instructional videos and have people pay to, to learn from those instructional videos. But instead, what you did was you kind of created a, a, a one-on-one single-man genius bar um, that clearly doesn't, I mean, you can scale it, but it doesn't scale well at all. And that's not something that, that you want to do. And it's probably not enough money for you that, that you could justify doing that instead of, for example, being like a, a web designer wh- who, who builds custom Drupal implementations now that you've learned Drupal, you know what I mean? So the other way to frame exactly. it is look at what you learned on your path to build the thing that you built. You learned tons of web design skills that you probably didn't have before. You learned how to install, configure, and uh, and deploy Drupal. That's a, a, a skill that's in demand, and you could probably go and charge 
I, I don't know, 100, 150 bucks an hour, 50 bucks an hour, somewhere in, in the 50 to $150 range, maybe more to do that on a consulting basis for people. Um, I'm not saying that could be your next move or your next business, but if it came down to it hour for hour, I'm willing, you, I'm willing to bet that you could make more as a Drupal installer and configurator and sysadmin than you would make like teaching grandpa how to reboot his Mac. So, you know, it, it, I, I will say that you're also think about who you're competing with in that space. You're, you're, you're competing with Linda, for example, there's for the record, they're a sponsor of ours, but I mean, you're competing with Linda, you're competing with lots and lots of other sites. And if, if I wanted to like learn how to use my computer, I might find my way to Google and type in, learn how to use a computer. Or like how to send an email. How to send an email. <laughs> you know, there there are so many things, terrible quality stuff on YouTube, great quality stuff on sites like Linda, that it's just so tough to compete in a space like that. My friend Anthony Stauffer uh, has a, a site where he's been teaching people how to play uh, blues guitar, and mainly in the style of Stevie Ray Vaughan, and he expanded, and I, I've, I actually hate to say, I forget, he renamed the site and uh, I forget what he called it. But how do you can look, can you look that up for me? Yeah. Anthony Stoffer. Isn't it Stevie Snacks? It used to be Stevie Snacks, but he renamed it. So maybe oh. if you go to Stevie Snacks, it'll redirect it. Yeah, let's uh, see. But he made, he, he started out as like an IT guy and he started doing these instructional videos. What's it now? Texas Blues Alley. Texas Blues Alley. That's what it is. In the show notes, please. Yep. And he, um, he made a, a at first uh, eked out a living and then eventually made a, a successful business out of teaching people how to play blues guitar in the style initially of Stevie Ray Vaughan. Now that's pretty specific, but it turns out that there's a whole lot of people who want to learn how to play like Stevie Ray Vaughan. And he was really the only person teaching it, but he was certainly the only person teaching it at the level and quality. Right. And his videos are top, notch better than anything else I've seen. I'm not saying that just because he's my friend. Um, he, they really are outstanding. And even if you were to make videos that were outstanding, you're still competing with so many other folks, uh, so many other professional organizations, crappy YouTube videos. It's, it's tough. And here's the other thing is that the market has shown you, unfortunately, that it doesn't want those videos or it doesn't want them as much as you want to make them. What it's done is it's shown you that uh, it wants one-on-one time and that's not the best use of your time. So, I mean, you can't, my belief is that you already have a job and you're doing this thing on the side. You can't do another thing and keep this thing going. So unless, unless you think you can do something that will dramatically differentiate yourself, in this space, uh, then I think you're you're in trouble. I think you're gonna have to you're gonna have to 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 put it to bed unless there's something you feel like you can do. Yeah. But right now, it seems like it's taking well, away it, your time. It's it's stealing your time right now. No, it is, and that's you know that's the million dollar question: is would more effort that I put into it, you know, and and marketing and just getting it out there because the 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 way that I was trying to sort of stick out from the crowd is that you mentioned YouTube and you mentioned all the crappy videos and, and, and blog posts that are out there that are very difficult to follow. My, my videos are, 
are very good quality in terms of the video quality, the audio quality. I am sort of, you know, very precise when it comes to giving someone that, that great quality. And so that's, that's what my hope was that when somebody said, Oh, you know what? I'm having this issue by me being there and them seeing my face and me talking them through an issue that they're having and my ability to communicate and to teach, I think all of those things combined, I thought, you know, they would start to, in a way, have that thought of, oh, you know what, Dan does a great job at explaining that. I'm going to go to his site and see if he has a topic on that, or I'm going to contact Dan because, right. you know, that happens. You know, it's the more the more information you put out on the internet happens the same with, you know, radio shows that you listen to, or even you know, me listening to you guys now every day on the Dan Benjamin Hour. I see your personalities. Right. I see. Your your the way that you talk and the way that you communicate right. and for all intents and purposes I feel like I know you guys and I'm a complete stranger and that's kind of what I was going for on the site too in a way if that makes sense no it totally does and that's you know it's you can and look at again I I, I point at these people who are like masters of uh, of of social networks and things like that people who create a lot of content for I mean look at look at what Tom Merritt uh, has done. Look at what they do with We Have Concerns sure. and they're following there. Look at what Gary Vaynerchuk does in social media, um, to, you know, asking for a lot, but giving a lot back. And you could definitely build something up. But here's the question is, you know, are you trying to make a, a, a living for yourself? Or are you trying to build a business? I've, I've got to let you go because I got to get to some of these other calls. But it's sure, it's a sure, tough course, question. Course. It's a tough question. And I don't I don't feel like I, I'm ready to tell you, you know what, give up this thing that you've worked so hard to build. But I will say, l- look at. And listen, I, I mean, let's be honest. It's a competitive space that you that you're in. It's it it's it's really yeah. tough to differentiate yourself, even if you are doing stuff that's better than the other things. And what what could possibly be more frustrating than sitting there and saying, you know what? I know that the stuff that I'm doing is better than these other things, but they're getting yeah. attention. Why are they getting attention? Well, they're bigger. They have more money. They have more of a following already. They were there first. They knew the right people. They knew the right people. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and a lot of it is free. And a lot of it's free and mine's not free. I mean, right. you're in a very, very tough space. Yeah. Competitive space. All I'm saying is, look, if you were able to be moderately successful, as Jason Calacanis would say, moderately successful in that space, <laughs> imagine what you could do in a space uh, that, that you could really come in and dominate with quality. You know, there is that yeah. old saying that just be so good that people can't ignore you. I think that's true, but it's a little different on the internet. Um, yeah. It's a little tougher there. But listen, I've got to let you go. I don't know what to tell you to do. My inclination, what I would do if I woke up today, tomorrow, in your situation, I'd look at this thing and say, you know what? I don't really like doing these one-on-one things. It's not profitable for me to do these one-on-one things. And the business that I wanted to build, it didn't work out. But look at what I learned. Look at what I, I can, what, what can I do next with all this this stuff that I've that built, I learned, yeah. all this stuff that, because that's yours now. Like that's, that's who you can be yeah. and what you can do next. And, uh, and so consider that. That's all I'm going to say. But yeah, call, call back about, in it. You know, the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's sort of about, you know, p- throwing, throwing mud at the wall and seeing what sticks and you're yeah. not going to be successful the first time around. Maybe you are, maybe you're not, but if you really want something, just kind of keep at it. Exactly. So let me know what you yeah. do. Call back in a month. All right. All right. Bye. Will do. Thanks, uh, Dan. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Eight five eight. I'm going to get with you in a second. Don't hang up. And then nine five one is next.
I don't know. That's a tough situation, but he sounds like he's got a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. He sounds like he's got a really good bead on what's going on. And he doesn't seem deterred. He doesn't seem. But like you know he's what? It's down. his baby. Yeah. It's his little baby. I know. It's hard to. It's. Hard. I mean, like think about the first thing that you probably started. It was probably hard for you to say goodbye to. Uh, M Doc was the name of it. I started it in my junior year of college, and it stood for Electronic Media Documentation and Online Concepts. <laughs> MDoc, E-M-D-O-C. I had MDoc.com. Might still be around. And uh, not my site version of it. but uh, And you know what I did? I went to, listen to what I did. I went and I was working for, uh, I was working at UCF uh, for one of their little like departments. I don't even remember what it was. And I started designing, and I was really, really ahead because I I knew how to use PageMaker. No one else knew how to use PageMaker, Hattie. And I had PageMaker, that, the PC version of it, not the Mac version like that had always existed before. I knew how to use the PC version. I knew how to use both. This is back in the day when you would specify PageMaker 5 for Windows. Like that was a right, different that was thing. A different that was a completely different skill set yeah. than the Mac version. And, uh, and, and so I was designing like little brochures because they were always doing these little threefold, trifold brochures. And I was designing these things and I said, you know what? Our brochures look better from this little, this was like a credit program thing that like yeah. helped students that needed money for continuing ed or something. I don't know. All, all, all the brochures I'm doing look way better. So what I would do is I would take the brochures that I did and I put them in a binder you know, with the plastic uh-huh. lining inside of it. And I would put them in there and I would bring extra copies and I would go and I would, I would go and I'd say, you know what? I'm doing this for this department. I'm going to go to this other department and I would take their brochures on my way in, make an appointment. All their gross ones. Yeah. And make an appointment with like the person in charge of it. And I would sit down and say, here's your brochures. Here are the brochures that I make. And by the way, I made these for this department over here. I'm already here. And, uh, you know, I'll charge you, uh, I'll tr- you know, I would like to, to redo them and make new. I'm sure you have new brochures coming out. Well, yeah, we do. And uh, well, but you know, they look like this. I'm like, who does them? Well, we usually haven't, you know, the, one of the students over there doing them. I'm like, I'll do it and I'll do it for 150 bucks. And they'd like negotiate down 125, you know. Right. And you're like, I'm just happy with anything. <laughs> and like, this was one of my first businesses, you know, but like when it came time to shut it down. Yeah. It was kind of sad because it was like this little thing that like I had to take a full-time job and they didn't really want me doing side stuff and it was kind of sad. But see, like I've learned so much since then that I know that, you know, what I was trying to say to the caller is like when you invest your time in something, you're not just building a thing, you're building your yourself also. You're yep. building your own skills. Your you're, own, well, and you're kind of building your own personal brand. Right. Along with it. Totally. Like you're becoming that that video guy right are you, you know? making you're making new friends new colleagues you're you're making a new network of people right. that you could work with in the future so it's like even if he winds up shutting that thing down and you know he's he's right to think about it i think i think everybody every business owner every freelancer every entrepreneur should wake up every morning and say does it still make sense for me to be doing this well, even if you're a super successful person the, and the answer might be, <laughs> yeah, it does. But the answer might also be, I don't know. Does it? So when you wake up in the morning, does it still make sense for me to be doing this? 
will it still make sense for me to be doing this in a month, in a year? That's funny that you say that. Um, I showed you this. It's um, 858, you're next. The guy uh, on Instagram that I follow, he does a bunch of the design work or whatever. Um, his name is Adam JK. And uh, I showed you this. He's, he has three things to consider. Dan, if you would like to read them. Things to consider. One, do I love this? Two, do I want to do it over and over and have my livelihood depend on it and maybe grow to hate it but still have to do it because it is my job now? (laughs) (laughs) And three, what would I do if I didn't do this? I thought those were really good questions. Keep put that in the show notes. Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to tell you about Just Works and then I'm going to take another call. If you want to grow your business and not just your busy work, use Just Works. This is such a great service, Hattie. I'm so glad you signed them on as a sponsor because I think they really, really fill an important role in small businesses that uh, that 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 you don't really know you need until you are entrenched in the weeds of running your own small business. And the fact that they exist, the fact that they are around, it is so great. They take care of all the benefits, payroll, HR. It was created by like independent business people for other independent business people, for entrepreneurs. There's all these little details. You know, you're just, you're just trying to do your thing. You're just trying to do one-on-one phone calls to help, you know, the elderly use their computers. Like that guy, like that last caller. Like that you're just trying to get through the day doing that, yep. right? You don't have to worry about medical, vision, dental, 401k, benefits direct deposit, tax calculation, contractor payments. This is a nightmare of stuff you don't even know about. Do you know what ELP, ELP, EPLI compliance is? No. No, I don't either, but they do it. They See, do all good. of this stuff so that you do not have to do it anymore or at all. And it does, you don't need to have 50 employees uh, for them to come in and save you time. You want to clear off that desk of anything that's not important to your focus and to the things that you want to get done in the day. If it does not make sense for you to do it, don't do it. Find someone else to do it and pay them to do it. In this case, you don't have to pay a lot and you're going to save 15% off your first year if you go to justworks.com slash grit. Justworks.com slash grit and the code to use is grit to save 15% off your first year. Really great service justworks.com slash grit. Go, uh, go there and you'll support the show and you will also do yourself a big favor and save 15% in the process. Great, great service for small business. That's a, read those again, honey. Uh, the three questions? Yeah, please read them again. Uh, yes, hold on one second. Uh, okay, do I love this? Do I love what I'm doing, basically? Yeah. Second one is, do I want to do it over and over and have my livelihood depend on it, maybe grow to hate it, but still have to do it because it is my job now. Or three, what would I do if I didn't do this? I mm-hmm. think that's my favorite question out of all three of those. What would I do if I didn't do this? Why is that your favorite? Um, it just, it kind of helps you prepare. I feel like a lot of people are so hell-bent on this is what I'm doing. I'm, you know, they're, they're so focused on what they're doing right now mm-hmm. that they they're worried that like if this they're so worried that it's going to be taken away from them that they're going to have to stop doing it but if they did stop doing it how how bad would it be what would you do after that right um and i feel like a lot of people are so scared but they don't really know why they've never really stopped to think about why they're scared about 
it going away. You know, it also and, it it also adds the um, it helps you answer or forces you to answer the question of it's almost like saying, "Would I be happy if I wasn't doing this?" Right. You know what I mean? The flip side of 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 what you're saying. Yes, like, like a totally separate. Right. That could be interpreted two different ways. Yeah. What would I do if I didn't do this? I would be upset or, you know what, I'd actually be okay. Right, right. Like, what if I was just, and I remember feeling that after I had run my own consulting company for a couple of years and uh, and, and it was up, that was when I was up in the attic eating the scones. Oh, the scone time. And the scone time. Hashtag I, I, scone I, time. Hashtag scone times. <laughs> and I gained a whole bunch of weight and I was in sweatpants and they got tight. And, uh, you know, I remember like, when the company came and was like, Dan, we'd kind of like to hire you full time. You know, my first response, that knee jerk response was no way I built this business. And like, I'm do-. and then I, I kind of thought about it. I'm like, what if I wasn't doing this? You know, it was a different version of, of, of that question. Like, would I be okay if I wasn't doing this? And the answer was, yeah, I wanted to take a break from it. I wanted to do something else. And also it kind of, finds if you if that's really your calling like would i be okay not doing what i'm doing no i would think about it constantly i couldn't go to any other job and not think about doing the thing that i do right now that's one of the things you know what i think i asked you that question when i was stealing you out of your design agencies (laughs) (laughs) and i said i remember asking you like you'll get to design some stuff here but like like are you going to be feel is your soul going to be lacking right (laughs) Right. You know, because whenever you when you when you talk to people about what it is that they do, you're like, could you imagine not doing that? And I should have asked the, the last caller that. Yeah. Could last you call her if you're still listening? Yeah. Could you could you imagine not doing the thing that you're doing? I already know his answer. His answer is yes. I know he could imagine not doing. It. Right. Let me take this next caller. He's been waiting for a long time. Go ahead, caller. Dan, this is Cameron from San Diego. Cameron from San Diego. I've never been to San Diego. Are you serious? I'm serious. I'll come out there. It's awesome. Let me tell you what it's like. I've been once. (laughs) Sunny and 75, like all day, every day. Sounds amazing. I would love to go out there. I'll go out there. Just bring me out there. Give me a reason. Yeah. Sure. Sounds good. I'll give you plenty. All right. So what's up with you? What are you calling for? Yeah. So I, uh, I tweeted you a couple days ago and, um, I'm the guy that said, you know, I've been listening to quit, grit, quit again long yeah. enough. Yeah. And um, I'm out of here. So basically, my uh, I've had a long-term contract with a big company here in town and uh, doing iOS work. And pretty much they came to me and said they don't need me anymore. So so, so you're, I, you uh, are doing consulting. So you, you, you got yeah. kind of laid off. Yeah, essentially. And um, did you get, uh, when you, when you got laid off, what was your initial feeling? What was your initial reaction? How did you feel about that? About not having the, the job anymore. I actually felt pretty good about it. Yeah. Why? The way it came about with them. Um, you, you know, you've used the words, the uh, golden handcuff quite a bit. Oh yeah. That, that, yeah, exactly. So you so, felt you felt like you were unwilling to take, and this is for for people who ha, who don't know intimately what that term means. This is a, absolutely one of the biggest pitfalls in the world of being a, a corporate stooge, and that is you are mm-hmm. making enough money, or maybe a lot of money, or plenty of money, 
so that the idea of walking away from that, from that comfort zone of I make 120K a year, even though I don't really like my job. And in fact, my job is sucking my soul out through my eye sockets every single day. Uh, and I really hate the commute and the people that I work with aren't my friends and I don't like the fluorescent lights over my desk and is really monotonous work and my boss is kind of a jerk, but I just am not going to walk away from health benefits on 120K and that becomes these handcuffs that are on you that, that you know, but you're not really unhappy, so you're not totally motivated to look for another job and maybe mm-hmm. occasionally you'll go on an interview and you'll say, wow, that place seems pretty cool but it sounds like a lot of work and i kind of have things set up here so you got you got let go but what happened you're saying you didn't like the circumstances of being you didn't like the way it went down they didn't throw you a party oh man uh if that was it no i'm actually um in a consulting position here so i was kind of brought in into the team or the you know larger organization as like the ios expert so we've had a couple apps that we worked on and the most recent one involved, you know, the consumer app and then also yeah, an SDK, basically software tools that other businesses can use. So they kind of got to a point where that stuff has been finished up. And for what I did, they didn't really like paying the fees. And so the offer I was given was actually for, so I, I have 10 years experience in consulting both web and iOS stuff. Uh, what they offered me was an entry-level position obviously for a major pay cut and the kind of the place will also be is a, a position to basically sit down, shut up and do your work. Right. Instead of more of the consulting role. Right. Yeah. Was so, the reason that you, that, you know, management wasn't the best. What yeah. was it? Was the reason that you didn't take it, that you didn't take it be, I mean, you know, in a way, okay, I can tell you, I can tell you an interesting story. Um, my wife and mm-hmm. I, when, uh, when she graduated uh, after me, uh, because she was uh, a year behind me in school. Uh, and when she graduated, I'd been working for a little while and there was a place, I think she had done like her senior project with this company. And I, I think maybe she just interviewed there. I can't remember. Uh, but she was getting her degree in the same thing that I got mine in English technical writing. And th- she went there and I think she interviewed or she did a project or something and they said, well, we really like you and we want to offer you. Now, these guys were jerks, by the way. But they, they said, well, we, you know, instead of offering you a position as like a, an, you know, a tech writer, uh, would you consider uh, taking this position uh, starting out at least, wink, as the uh, like um, running the front desk, which is basically like a receptionist type job? Every and girl's dream. Every girl's dream, <laughs> especially with a degree in tech writing. Right. So great. This said two bad things. First of all, what it's what it said was your degree is stupid and we see you as a receptionist. And the th- second thing said is like we're mostly dudes here and we think women should be in uh, receptionist roles. And and the reason I know that they thought that is I actually wound up working there uh, later on as a consultant type person. And that was very much the attitude. I don't want to go into the details of that job because it's just terrible. But uh, she said no but I, I would work for you as a tech writer. And, uh, and, and, you know, like they, they hired her as a tech writer. So do you think that there was an aspect of this where maybe they just wanted you to kind of come in and sort of prove yourself a little bit or stand your ground and say, man, I really want to work for you guys, but you know, I, I can't take a pay cut like that. Can we, can we do something else? Or 
did you did you not go there? I didn't really go there. So I've been, you know, spending the last several years, like really perfecting the craft of, you know, mobile iOS development. And so what they're really asking me to do is come in and do web development, mm-hmm. which I've done too many years of that. I'm for now, at least I'm finished. You know, I, I've had enough for now. So uh, between those two, you know, the company, I think really prides itself in hiring generalists, you know, no one's particular expertise in any one particular language or, or skill. They just kind of can do a little bit of everything. Um, for me, that's not really where I care to be going career-wise. Yeah. I'd rather, instead of being a jack of all, like I've been a jack of all trades for enough years. It's the, I got to tell you, you know, something. That's it, but I don't care to. But, but see, that's the worst. Being a jack of all trades yeah. is not, it's not a good thing. And I can tell you that from experience oh, no. because that's, that's what I did. And people who are out there who are thinking like, oh, I have this specific thing, this, this specific skill that I have, and I have this really deep knowledge, and I wish I knew more about other things. Yeah, I mean, learn, learn more about other things for sure, but you're, you can become for many companies an incredibly valuable asset. But people like us who know a lot about a lot of, or a, a good bit about a lot of different things and don't have incredibly deep knowledge in any one specific thing that we've done day in, day out for 15 years. Uh, that's mm-hmm. who the big companies want. That's who the corporate, uh, companies really, really like are people who have become, uh, masters of a specific thing. And I always use, you know, my friend who is like, he's like an Oracle DBA, like an Oracle DBA. What do you do? I'm an Oracle DBA. Very specific. Oh, do you do any PHP uh, yeah. or coding for fun? I'm an Oracle DBA, you know? And like, that's, that's right. what uh, he does. That's what he's done for years and years and years. And you know what? There are lots of corporate jobs that need Oracle DBAs who have been Oracle DBAs for 10, 20, whatever years. Like that's what they want. And I remember at the mm-hmm. time, uh, and this is back in the maybe mid to late nineties, let's say late nineties. Uh, I was doing like consulting work through a, what, what we used to call a consulting company. So I worked for a company and that company placed me at uh, any of the companies that they had contracts with. So they would say, oh, you guys need a tech writer? Well, here, here's someone who's a tech writer. Oh, you guys need a software developer who can do Java? We have one. We have a Java developer right here. His name is Dan. He's going to be working with you guys uh, for six, on a six-month contract. So I would go there and I would get – they would bill me out at – maybe 50 bucks an hour. And of that, I might see 30 bucks an hour. And by the way, 30 bucks an hour back then, I was like, uh, I was like a, a, a you know, making OG. Yeah. Making it rain. Right. So yeah, pretty good. Yeah. It was really good. But I was talking to my friend who is an Oracle DBA. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, my title was like webmaster, you know, like that was my title webmaster. And that meant I could do like some Perl scripting for CGI stuff and I could like update web pages and make websites and I knew how to make image maps and I could communicate with, with people who just wanted to write stuff and, you know, like I could, I could FTP. So I was a webmaster, but he was an Oracle DBA. And I was like, well, you know, what do you, what do you bill, bill out? What do you get billed for? And he's like, well, I, I make, I make 55 bucks an hour. So he was making like double what I was making. He wasn't much older than me and he was an Oracle. I'm like, man, I got to, I got to learn to be an Oracle DBA because I could write some SQL, you know, to put into my PHP code. 
but it's like I, I, I and I started trying to learn it. I'm like, this is the worst. I'm bored. I would never want to do this all day, even if I could make fifty five dollars an hour. So you're right to say no yeah. to 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 that job. But what's your question? I gotta let you go because I got I got a couple more calls to do. What's your question? You sound oh, yeah. like you're all right. You sound like you're fine. What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, but you hey, you asked me to call in. Um, I said sure. Okay, um, so you're just telling yeah, your no, story. Are you happy? Or are you sad? Tell, I'm telling you my story. Yeah. All right. So, and you know, to the point that you're just putting out, I've been listening to a lot of, um, you know, like small business kind of entrepreneur podcasts, and I hear keep hearing the same thing a lot, like, like niche down, like find your niche, get really good at it, and that's where you know you can especially find some good rates, um, you know, and potentially stuff you really enjoy doing, you know. I so definitely want to affirm that part. I mean, but, I think that that yeah, makes you know, that man, makes sense. That's the right thing to do if you can do it. If you can find, if you're one of those lucky people, like we maybe have established you're not, but if you're, I'm not, but if you're one of those lucky people who can find something that you really like, I end, I, in a way, I kind of envy that. In a way, I kind of oh, envy yeah. people who are like, I'm an Oracle DBA. Like, I do envy that, you know, or people who are content to just do one thing day in, day out. Uh, there's a lot of people who are like that. For somebody like me, I, I don't mm -hmm. understand it. But there are a lot of people who year after year. Now, my the exception of that is I, lo I, love, I love doing shows. I love talking. I love radio. So that's something that I love. But I wouldn't be content just talking about, for example, just talking about Apple. We used to, almost all of my shows used to be about Apple. I did. I couldn't stomach it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and fortunately, there's people who are interested in things besides Apple. But if you can't, don't don't believe that you need to find a niche to get into that will let you that, that that that's the only path to success for you. It might make it easier for you to find a consulting gig, but just be, okay. you know, be aware that you have a special if you if you if you are one of those jack of all trades. Let it be because you're good at all those things and not because you're too lazy to specialize in one thing. And that's a problem. Yeah, a lot of right. people, I'm a jack of all trades. I know how to do all kinds. I'm not, I'm, I'm not excluding myself from that group either. It's be, you know, a big part of it for me was I would start down that path of learning something, Oracle DBA or whatever, and I would do it for a while until I felt mm -hmm. like, you know what, I'm fairly competent at this. And now that I'm competent at it, it's lost all of its charm. And I'm ready to do that next thing. And I would look at the guy next to me yeah. or a woman next to me, and they would still be enchanted by it. And they would continue to be enchanted by it. And for, I don't want to say indefinitely, but for, for, for years and years where I lost, uh, I, I lost interest in it after a few months. And there are people who never lose interest yeah. in it. You know, there are people who, who enjoy doing design or topography. Or, you know what? I know somebody who loved being a, uh, you know, they, they were like a groundskeeper at a golf course and they loved it. They just loved being on that golf course mm -hmm. and like making everything. And you know what? More power to them. And I envy that in a lot of ways because I wish there was one thing other than just talking <laughs> that I, that I, I love that much, but you know, it, it seems like maybe it's possible for me to make a living talking to people. So, uh, that's what I'm doing. Listen, I got to let you go. Thanks for the call. And, uh, let me yeah, know where I'll call you back in and give you an update. Yeah. You, I require it. Perfect. All right. Thanks All for right. the call. Bye. Right, thanks for taking. Nice guy. I like this story. Yep. 
We have one more call, 951. We'll get to you in a second. I'm going to do our second sponsor. It's uh, it's Casper. I feel like I should bring that in here. The mattress? Well, no one can see it now. If you need to lay down. You no. lay down tomorrow when I'm when I'm out. I'm being but, forced to go on a vacation. I will I will be uh, conducting all business tomorrow from, from the, the Casper, Casper mattress, mattress. If you were wondering. <laughs> I should tweet that. You could. But, you know, it's... It's for my kids that I'm going on this vacation because they want to go to the beach. They want to see the beach. I'll do anything for my kids. Anything they want, I'll do it. But man, it's tough. Small business people, you got to think about this. Freelancers, not as much. I, I remember my, my web, when I was doing software development, I always wound up getting stuck, like also maintaining servers and I never got a break. And I remember the designers, I always envied the designers. Talking about envy today, aren't we? I used to envy the designers. They'd roll in. Here's my 18 templates for your for your site with all the graphics and everything. Here's a little document on it. Implement it. Peace. And they're out. Back out of the room. You know? Design work is very consolidated into a few hours or a few <laughs> days. Yeah. Um, I feel like there are a lot of deadlines and things spring up randomly and you never really know you know how much work you're going to be doing is this going to be an easy project <laughs> or a really difficult one right i don't know are right. they going to change their mind halfway through who knows but when you're done you're out of there yeah yeah oh once, you, once oh, you want changes it, you want some changes ooh. oh that's an hourly billable rate of right. 300 bucks an hour and, like, and you, you know, know what? what i can do we'll that leave it i can do that in <laughs> september that's when i'm available again right because like, you signed off on my deliverables <laughs> with code it was never like that right. maybe i was just bad at it and maybe other code people are like better at that well you know what it meets functional spec we so i started doing you know functional spec documents but then i always thought i was always like well how can i <laughs> how can i charge for more well i can run their servers too right but man i remember one when i was first learning how to do content management systems I was first learning how to like build them I was doing stuff in PHP and I remember this one index.php page that had so many if thens in it to determine how to build that oh. main page of the site. Oh my gosh. I wish I had saved that thing because it's it was, it was ugly, hundreds beautiful. of lines long. No, <laughs> not beautiful at all. Just a nightmare of just... If the if this then that over and over and over and over and over again SQL statements all in there. It worked, and I knew they were never going to be able to look at that code, but it worked, you know. And I worked really hard on it. I didn't know a better way to do it. That we didn't have Stack Exchange back right. then. We didn't. We had Google, but we didn't have Google the way it is now, where you could just type in design patterns for PHP, MVC. Like we didn't have that. And because I didn't have like a computer science degree and because I was one of the first people building content management sites in PHP, like I was one of the few people doing that. There were not a lot of people doing that. And people used to hire me because like I had made a name for myself as like, oh, you need a website that's complicated. That means you need a system to manage it. We used to call them electronic publishing tools before we called them content management systems. I got jobs, I got full-time jobs at companies because they had learned that I had built a CMS. Like just 
I had built a legit CMS. That worked. That worked and published website. I mean, I built like uh, the uh, a list apart right. web magazine site for, for Jeffrey Zeldman. I built that CMS in Rails. And it was one of the first like Rails CMSs out there. One of the first Rails powered sites out there. And it got a lot of attention because that we built Corked in Rails. I was like the I was like the Rails CMS guy for a, a couple months. You know, you talk about a jack of all trades. Like I was doing stuff because it was I was super passionate about it for a few months. You know, right? You got really into something, and then eventually you got really into something else. Yeah, and then yeah, I think that's I think that's very typical and very healthy. I think for just how old were you at the time? <laughs> this was until. I started before five by five. I did it way too long. But I think that's fine. I think that now I feel like now you know what you definitely want to do and what you definitely do not want to do. Yeah. You know, like you've already gone through that process where I think a lot of people are kind of left their whole lives being like, well, I've been at this law firm for 35 years. I wonder what it would have been like if I had done something else. Like right. You've explored lots of options and I'm sure you're still exploring more, but I don't know. I think that that's I think that that's good and healthy, and I think everybody should kind of do the same thing. Well, you're always a very supportive person uh, toward me, so I appreciate you saying that. You're welcome. I just feel like there's, you know, there's something to be said, and I've, I like I said, I've always admired people who like do a thing that they really really love. And you know, your example of a lawyer, like someone becomes a lawyer, and they're just like 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 the the lawyer that we all imagine exists that they're like passionate about the law and they just love it and they say but i think there are a lot of lawyers like that there you know are. who really enjoy the law and really enjoy studying it and learning about older cases and using them to represent their clients and helping people make good uh decisions and come to agreements and help you know like you know you you want to think that they're all that way but like there is something really cool about that level of fascination my i've told, <laughs> mentioned him before my cousin is an electrical engineer who specializes in in uh, small antenna design? His he will that. spend <laughs> his life working and learning more and learning more and innovating probably in small antenna design. This not is not just regular. No, antennas, don't just get small. confused. Just small. But if you think about that, like I think, first of all, I admire people who are passionate about what they do, just in general. Me too. Um, especially something very specific or very niche. Like I really like and very into civil war dioramas from the years of, you know, this, this, <laughs> like that's just so interesting to me. Or, um, whenever my sister talks about her degree and the different kind of degrees that you can get within the art history degree, mm -hmm. you can get like, um, Mexican-American art from the years of this to this. And like that can be your whole degree and everything that you work on and do your thesis on and everything else. Just those years and just Mexican art, like in this part of the world. Right. You know, it's so, I love that. It's so interesting. And I feel like our our jobs now are getting more specific just mm. in general. And They kind of have to, right? And I think people, I think that's why everyone is more excited about their job now. It's not just like you're, you do processing and it's like, okay, <laughs> like you do the specific kind of job now. And 
And I, I don't think it's a narrowing thing. I don't think that it's a, uh, you know, oh, I do this one thing and I'm really bored at it. I think it maybe could become that. But yeah. um, if you're passionate about it, I think that it's just learn learn everything you can about it. Yeah. Good advice from Hattie Cook. And now good advice from our friends over at Casper. Casper.com. They're an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. You know, the mattress industry, it's, it's, it, is, uh, it is a scam. Can I say that? I think so. I think it is. Because they have these showrooms. You go into these showrooms. I've been in those showrooms. And all you got to do is wait until like the 4th of July or something. All of a sudden, all these mattresses are going to be marked down 30% off, 40% off, 50% off, free delivery, free bed frame. How are they doing that? How are they knocking 50% off? It's because you're paying way too much for these mattresses to begin with. They're not that great. And you know what else? Spending two minutes in a store laying on a mattress with your shoes on is very different. From right, where re- other people look at you. Ugh. I don't like, I never like that. Are they that. shared pillows? And the, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. You really need more time than that to figure out if you like a mattress. But you don't get time. You get four minutes. And it's hard to tell what's going on with these mattresses. And to be honest, they're okay. None of them are that great. Casper makes a great mattress. And they give you 100 days. <laughs> Just, I wow. laugh every time I say it. Because it seems like a long, too long. I don't know how they do it. A hundred days to figure out if you like it. Almost a fourth of a year. No, it's more. Yeah, it's 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 like more than a quarter. Three hundred and sixty-five. Yeah, because a quarter. That's almost hundred. A quarter is ninety days. You get more than yep. a quarter to enjoy this mattress and figure out if you like it or not. I think you're gonna They're like the best. it. They make a wonderful mattress. We have one, and I love it. Five hundred dollars for a twin. Seven fifty for a full, eight fifty for a queen, nine fifty for a king size mattress. I don't think you're going to be able to find a queen size mattress that you would consider sleeping on for under a thousand bucks. Hattie, you told me that your old mattress came off the back of a truck. No, it was like a one of those discount mattress places that you bought from the back of a truck. There was no truck involved. You, you, you said, made up a truck. No, you said that. I said, I put it on my trailer. No, you said, I think my parents got it off the back of a truck. No, I said I was there and I got it from some weird discount mattress place. It was still wrapped, but, you know, you never know. Yeah, because it's impossible to, like, rewrap an old used. Well, it wasn't used. Nothing was used. As far as you know. <laughs> well, Casper, you're going to get a new mattress. <laughs> Nothing And you're going to get 100 days to try it out. They take... And I was very, another thing I was worried about, latex foam and memory foam. They have a little memory foam now. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to like that. Love it. It's the best, yep. best mattresses ever at prices you won't believe. I'm not a fan of the memory foam. Like you can get that memory foam no. like, pad. Uh-uh. I am, I am no. so, one time on one of these vacations and my uh, wife forced me to me go on. This. She made me go on this vacation and the, that mattresses, all the mattresses in the place were memory foam. My back has not been that screwed up. <laughs> In years. <laughs> yeah. So the, the way that they do the memory foam in these, it's just a tiny little bit and you don't notice. It doesn't feel like one of those terrible memory foams. It's so comfortable. Casper.com slash grit. Code is grit. And you'll get $50 off any mattress that you purchase. Terms and conditions apply. I'm supposed to say that. Casper.com slash grit. Support the show. Code grit. Get yourself $50 toward any 
mattress. Caller, go ahead. Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi. Hi. Uh, my name is John. Hi, John. I'm from California, and I'm actually 16. 16 year old. And, you, uh, are I you, just, Heidi, is this our youngest caller that we've ever had? I think had? our youngest caller. Ding, ding, ding. Are you, re- are you really 15? Can you, 16. I mean, 16. No, 16. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm, a, uh, I'm going into junior year in a couple months. Nice. Do you drive? Did you get a, uh, a permit? Do you have a permit or, or I guess license regular now. license, right? No, I'm actually, uh, I don't like, the concept of driving, Ooh. I really, I can, I can do it myself, but I am too afraid of the people on the road. I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't blame you either. <laughs> I do not blame you for it's one second. probably people second. like me that you're scared of. <laughs> so, so what, uh, how do you get around? Do you just, do you ride a bike? Do you walk, skateboard? Public transport? Bus? Well, uh, I'm, I'm an introvert, so I spend a lot of the time either at school yeah. or at the house. How do you get from How do you get to the from school? How do you go from school to the house? Oh, I have my guardian drop me off. Okay, like a guardian angel. (laughs) They fly you. They fly you. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Okay, so so for you for for driving, you can get you can get by just fine. Especially at sixteen, I rode my bike around a lot still. But once I was sixteen, I got I got behind the wheel. Then I drove, but I commend I commend you. Good for you. Thank you. What city did you say you were in? He did not say. Did he not said say? California. California. He did I not am say. Southern California, Hemet. So it's uh, about close to Temecula, about sixty miles away from San Diego, which okay. is where I was born. Okay, okay. cool. Okay, I was cool. going to say if it was San Francisco or something, I'm like, please don't drive. See, honey, <laughs> I want you to tell people when when you're going out trying to get sponsors for this uh-huh. show because God knows we need them. Yes. Uh, I want you to tell them that we have 16-year-old listeners, that we're, in, we're, we're cracking that demographic now. Yep. Do a lot of your friends listen to the show? Um, I have one friend who occasionally listens, not to quit, uh-huh. uh, to Tech Douchebags. Okay, oh, good. Okay. That's good. listens to that. Uh, and uh, I think that's about all I know. Okay. I'm not the average uh, kid at my school. But, you know, it sounds like you're an exceptional, it sounds like you're you're an exceptional example of a student at your school. If I were to send you some, some quit stickers, would you be able to hand them out and disseminate them along with the URL to, to fellow students? Do you think they would tune in? I think they would with my recommendation. A few of them, at least a lot of people, for some reason, uh, like what I say. I don't know why. I can actually berate them because of the, some of the stupid things they say. Oh. And they will tune in themselves. They'll just be enamored with it. And they'll actually, you know, just, you know, yeah, that's kind of true. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, get better. Do you, but do and you, then they do say you, something stupid. Uh, do you ever feel that maybe do you think you come on too strong sometimes when you're talking to them like that? Because I like doing that to, to people too, especially, you know, people who, who, uh, who will listen. Uh, you know, tell them what I think and, and, and not berate them per se, but kind of give them a harsh dose of reality. It sounds like what, that's what you're doing. Do you, does that lead to, you know, future friendships with them or do they, are they kind of put off when you do that? Well, in the beginning, I'm fairly shy. And once they get to know me, you know, I come out of my shell a little bit and we start to talk to each other about each other's issues. Cause I, I'm very into self-improvement. Um, 
And then, you know, I tell them, and a lot of the, I don't want to call them uh, ignorant, maybe, they take it as someone is trying to um, step on the kind of person they want to be. When in fact, right. they're on purpose trying to be very stupid because that's the teen culture these days. Right. And, they're sort of um, acting, acting know, less intelligent than, than they are, is what you're saying. Yeah. And you yeah, can't abide that. Ones, but I know they're very intelligent. Yeah, oh, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> it's terrible. Because it sounds like you want everyone to be the best, the best that they can be, right? But if they're kind of at, and, and by the way, you say that it's now, I'm sorry, when, yeah, when, I think teenagers are teenage, that's, <laughs> you're just describing teenagers right. everywhere, except, except for you and, and, and a few other people. It was very, it was always very cool to kind of seem, Oh, yeah. you're using the big words, you know, like that kind, kind of, of like the the her, don't yeah. you don't want to be the Hermione Granger of uh of your right, school. right right that's a Harry Potter reference HP see but as an adult you right, will be you true. will be rewarded right you for, want to be the smartest <laughs> for 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 uh, using big words sometimes oh yeah I, I identify with my teachers a lot uh, one of my teachers was actually. <laughs> She was so fed up with how other students were acting and how I was just sitting there that I, you know, I went up to her and I said, are you okay? And because I, I try to form relationships with teachers and she said, no, I'm not okay. I can't stand this. And she's been a teacher for 19 years at this point. Wow. And I said, well, um, do you want to, do you want someone to talk to? And it was a really weird thing for me to say. Well, it's a very mature <laughs> kind of response, she, probably unexpected. Oh, yeah. And uh, she's like, sure. And I said, great. And then we talked about it. And she's like, oh, that's really cool. And there was a free desk up in front, like an actual teacher's desk. And she's like, you know, you don't really act like them. Would you like this desk up here? I said, sure. So I have this teacher's desk. You're like a, like a, t- a junior teacher now. I, yeah, she said, if I ever had a TA, I was a teacher's assistant nice. uh, for the unemployment. I'm sorry. Um, she said, it would be you. And I said, well, that, that's great, because I really love her as a teacher. She's just fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I guess I had this kind of dynamic with the students where if the teacher wasn't really paying attention, I could manage them, which I don't know, because I, I try to insert comedy into it. How so? So maybe that's how they can, um, I, by berating them, really. Just saying, you know, like, you know, you're kind of really stupid. And they, a lot of them laugh. And like, yeah, he is stupid. And then it's like, a, you know, he's, he's smart. We should listen to what he says. Hmm. So I, I guess that's how I kind of use that to my advantage, even though I'm actually saying what I actually think. They think it's a joke, but I think it's the truth. Right, right. <laughs> have you have you ever, uh, do, do you think that the students, they know that you're kidding? Or do you think that they're their humor or their response of laughing is they're masking some kind of inner, inner pain that they're now feeling. Well, a lot of them have talked to me out of school on personal subjects. So I think it, I don't think they are masking something because if you don't really like someone, you're going to do your best to get away from them when you can. And if they seek me out, out of school, then I guess they like me in some way. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I was just curious. And you don't ever feel like ostracized by them or anything do you uh no not really okay. whenever they do attempt to um like some of them it's just really bad and i don't um what is it cower i right. tell them how they could have insulted me better 
Oh, nice. I, I can't stand. Yeah, I can't stand a bad joke about like uh, I'm a little overweight. Yeah. So like, hey, uh, uh, you know, fat, uh, expletive, whatever. Right. And I'm like, you know, you could have done that much better. You know, Johnny Ten Tons. My name's John, by the way. Johnny Ten Tons is much funnier than whatever <laughs> you just said. Right. And but that shows that shows that you're come up with something better. You know, you you you've got a you've got a bit of a thick skin about it. You're you you can you can dish it, but you can you can uh, you can take it too. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that could help me in business. I don't really know, though, because, you know, but I, I called to ask you, what should I get on track with? I'm very young. Uh, I, you know, I, I read the news a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I am learning, a, you know, a couple different types of code. I do have good grades. What should I try and do? Well, what I mean, what are you, what are you passionate about? Um, I don't, uh, I really like interacting with the kind of people that travel in these circles. So maybe that is something. You mean in, in these circles, really meaning, like, meaning like technology or? Yes, technology. Okay. Yes. And are you, I mean, obviously these days there are, there are two general areas that I think people in technology three really, uh, but 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 I'll I'll tell you what the three are that I think are, would be good areas to focus on going going forward and in, into the future. Um, one of those would be, and and again, um, when I say this, it's it's not in any specific order, but I think that uh, gaming is a very very innovative space and will continue to be an innovative space. Uh, for people who want to build games, design games, work on user interaction. So if, if video games or gaming is something that you're interested in, pursue that, but not as a gamer per se, as much as somebody who, who can get yeah. into gaming because there's all kinds of things. There's, you know, there's console games, which, you know, every time people say consoles are dead, we get a, we get an E3 like we had a week ago and look, you know, look at the great stuff that's coming out there. You've got casual gaming on mobile devices. You've got PC gaming uh, who, you know, especially with the immersive stuff, the, the VR stuff, um, you know, Oculus Rift, all of that, that there's just a whole new world of, uh, of gaming. And then there's all of this stuff that, that talks about how, um, that how, how effective gaming can be in business and applying the things that are addictive about gaming and applying them to businesses that make consumers want to engage with the business uh, in, in more ways. I think that's something that's interesting. Um, the second thing that I would say is obviously software development, uh, programming, uh, writing applications, whether they're on the web, whether they're for iOS, whether they're for Android. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but getting into that space with a focus, a heavy focus on mobile, uh, because it's, it should be obvious to you. You sound pretty smart as, as well as anybody else that mobile is, is where it's at. It was still a great place to do things in, in the space of web design, but like, if, if you're young and you want to focus on something, mobile is, is the way to go. And the third thing, which is kind of an overarching thing, if you're interested in, in, in this, you know, look at people like Johnny Ive. I mean, you could be the next Johnny Ive if you wanted. You could get into that level of uh, product and consumer design, looking at, at what Apple has done, for example, in, in you know, look, look what they did with the iPhone. Look what they're continuing to do in that space. Look at, you know, the boundaries that Google is pushing with uh, self-driving cars. I mean, all of that kind of user interaction, usability, user interface design, engineering, uh, product design, uh, that could be something that any of these things are just off the top of my head. Any of these things will put you in contact 
with people who are passionate about uh, technology and industry and dreaming and thinking of things that, that don't exist and how to make the things that do exist better. And it sounds like you'd be very good at that. So if, if, if you're asking me, uh, th- those would be kind of some of the things that I would focus on. And those are interdisciplinary. In other words, if you find that you're not especially good at writing code, well, you might not have to write code to get really good at understanding how people interact with devices and what those devices should should look like. So, you know, just a jumping off uh, point for you. And one other thing I would like to uh, to kind of throw out there is that uh, the the, ber- the berating thing bothers me a, a little bit um, because I think that um, it sounds to me like you're really smart, and it sounds to me like you uh, you you may feel like when you when you're talking to other people especially peers people who who are your age uh that maybe you know i at least i i feel like there's that potential that sometimes you might feel like you're not necessarily smarter than them but but you're willing to embrace that part of yourself that that uh that expresses the fact that you're you're not like you're saying like you're not dumb right like you don't want to act dumb yeah you want to, you want to be, you know what? No, I don't know why. Yeah. No, go I don't ahead, know why go. anybody would want to seem dumb. It's just, it's anti-progressive, which is what every human should be. No, I agree with you. you. Try and further the human race. I, to- I totally agree with you. And, no, I'm, I'm yeah, totally, yeah, total agreement. It's terrible. But well here, but here's the thing I want you to work on personal development for you. Personal development project. Mm-hmm. Understand that you are at an advantage because you feel that way but there is there's some there's a tremendous value in in being being helpful which is what i believe your motivation is when you're interacting with other folks uh, and 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 other kids i believe that y- your goal is to help your goal is to to, to sort of be a wake up call for them and say listen you're smart i know you're smart um you know rise up a little bit right make yourself better i just i feel strongly as as a parent i have two kids um both of them much younger than you but that i always try and encourage them to encourage other people and my my only concern is that is that calling people out the way that you do um it 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 might be that wake up call for them uh, but i would like to suggest that maybe there's another way that you could you could do it also because I, I'm concerned that at some point in the future, somebody that you, you, uh, you uh, communicate with that way might have a, a, a strong reaction to you that, um, that might lead to, to negative consequences that you m- might not want or might not be prepared for. So I feel like your intentions are really good, and, and I commend you for that. At the same time, the, the more positive you can be with people— uh, the better, and the more willing they will be to change. Exactly, you might find that that well, you can affect more change in people, as Hattie's saying, through positive reinforcement than negative reinforcement. Well, I'd really like that, but see, they look at positive as someone being, uh, I'm saying, not a realist. Someone who was probably they, they perceive someone who's positive as being dumb. Someone who doesn't. Uh, who doesn't have street cred or whatever they say. No, I, I really yeah, don't I hear know that. a lot I hear that. about them. But, you know, is they, having is having thing to them. But it doesn't sound like you have much street cred with them anyway. 
I do in the sense of making them laugh. Yeah. Like they get a lot of laughter. Even the person who is the one, I guess, getting berated, mm. they really laugh at it because, like, yeah, that is kind of true. But you know, they really laugh, and then they're like, okay, well, you know, that was cool, and you know, it just keeps coming, it's coming. It's like a it's like a comedy hour right. in the classroom, and they they tend to enjoy it, and no one really is like, you know, you really hurt me. And right. I've never gotten that before. So I mean, I I could tone it down. But then people be like, what's wrong with you? Because I have done that. You know, I have days where I'm feeling sickish and I don't make any jokes. And people come up and like, John, what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, I, you know, just not making any jokes today. And they're like, well, that's not right. Okay. So, okay, you know, it's a dead if you do, dead if you don't kind of thing. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm known for at this point. And if I attempt to change, you know, you're not John anymore. I don't know. I say that's the topic of uh, of the day, isn't it? About making those kinds of decisions and and changing and having having a reputation. Uh, I don't know. You know, I I I I think good things will happen for you. Um, but just remember, just be kind. That's all. I'm, that's all I'm trying to say. Try to be kind. Okay. Take your take the fact I that definitely do that. Take the fact that uh, that you think fast and have good comebacks and things like that. You you may need that. Use that when you have to. But uh, you know, construct constructive criticism is is the way to go. But listen, so that that's I want you to call me back at some point in the future and tell me, uh, you know what, what if if any of those directions or other related things uh, are are what's in store for you. I'd love to hear back from you uh, from time to time. So I appreciate the call, and uh, you know, if if you want to, I don't know if you use uh, Twitter, but if you do, tweet me. And uh, and and we'll get um, at Dan Benjamin there, and we'll we'll send you out some uh, some quit stickers to disseminate amongst your uh, your friends and teachers. I would definitely do that. I love what you guys do. I love all of your shows, especially this one. Thank you. Uh, please keep doing it. <laughs> I, w- I will. Provided so many hours of entertainment. Well, thanks, and thanks for calling, and uh, and best of luck to you. Thank you. You too. All right. Take care. Bye. Great call. I'm glad we've tapped 16, into the... 16-year-old listeners now that we have. Smart, too. Yeah, very smart. I want him to be kind. I know. That, I think that's important. Some could could wind up being a um, volatile situation for him if he's not careful with who he... Just who he... Kids snap. That's all, that's all yeah. I'm trying to say. Kids can snap. Especially in high schools. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, uh, it's great though. I love that we're reaching the high schools now. I'm glad too. And, you know, maybe when we send in the stickers, we'll gain more listeners. I mean, that'd be great, wouldn't it? This could be a campaign. This could be like an outreach campaign to high schools. Get them listening to the show because we don't curse on the show. No. Keep it clean here. But I feel like that's what would make them not want to listen. Is that we don't curse? We don't curse, yeah. Well, that's what the after darks are for. Exactly. Right, because like cursing was cool. Like if you don't curse it Right, it's like goody two shoes. Yeah. But I think with this I think this particular show and Dan Benjamin Hour too would be real popular with the kids in his class. I think so too. Yeah. Well I hope I hope he does tweet me. Because we'll definitely send him and uh you know, quit stickers. That's something. I think we still have some left curious i i don't know if you if you uh as a listener 
would ever thoughts? like to share your thoughts, you can hit me up. I'm at Dan Benjamin on Twitter. Hattie is at Hattie Bird. Yep. On Twitter. Uh, and you can uh, you can email the show. Go to 5by5.tv slash contact and you'll see quit listed there. You can click uh, the link there. It'll send me an email. You can send anything you want to to me there and make sure that you tell me if you do not want me to uh, to use your name or the contents of your email on the air. I did refu- receive a few emails that I would love to go over, but we're, we're 90 minutes in. Uh, so I'm going to have to save those for next time. But I did. I if you sent me an email, I did get it, and uh, and I, I I will definitely get to those. Go check out our sponsors: JustWorks.com slash Dan uh, slash Grit. Sorry, and Casper.com slash Grit. Code is Grit in both places to get yourself some discounts. And uh, you know what? Love it if you would consider supporting the show. Patreon.com slash Five by Five is the best way to help with that. Donate a little, donate a lot, whatever you feel the show is worth. Five cents a week, ten cents a week, a dollar a week, whatever it is that you feel is fair. Donate it if you want there and uh, help us keep our doors open, keep us in business. So thanks very much for listening. I really do appreciate it and uh, have a great week.